Yeah, we go to restaurants. I have to turn my like uh, the phone flashlight. Yeah, to be able to read it and like between that and not being able to hear, I think it drives my wife nuts. Not being able to hear that that's more of a choice than a physical ailment. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PEDCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all around good people. It is week 29 of 2023. And we are once again recording two episodes in one week. With me, I have my co-host, Havoc the Mouthpiece, who took out a second mortgage to pay for all his Prime Day purchases. Liar, I took a second mortgage out to pay for my first mortgage, you weirdo. (laughs) Mortgage inception. Is that that possible? Is that how that works? Yeah, I love it. String mortgages along. That's awesome. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? It's like check kiting. As long as you as long as you perpetuate and you don't stop, then you know you can't fail. I was remember in... those things where you could like buy a transfer your credit card balance from one credit card to the next. Yeah. Has anyone ever done that? Yeah. Dude, I was Turn just about to. Say... <laughs> I was just about to say that. So when I was in college, I was I got up and I, I it was like an economics class, and I was talking about how I had a couple credit cards and I was just floating money, like like it took mm-hmm. out you know whatever and was doing bounce transfers. And then I think it was the teacher was like, you know, that's like borderline illegal, right? I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> Is it? Is it? <laughs> the trick was finding like the, the zero interest along with like no transfer fees is the way that it made sense. Eventually it caught up with mm. me and it sucked, but whatever. You still yeah. had to pay it off. Always yeah. got to pay the piper or declare bankruptcy. Or, or do both. And we have Glenn Medina. Responsible for the most show recording reschedules this year. I apologize, guys. Thousand pardons, but we still get it done. Come on, thousand you can't. Pardons. You How can't old are you? Me for that. You don't remember that? That's from some Sinbad show. Is it Sinbad? Somebody there you says, go. Uh, That's why you're old. You Sinbading yourself. Yeah, I am, Glenn. Sorry, man. <laughs> Age shaming, Glenn. I know. Cypress and the going to be so far away, buddy. I can't believe I'm the oldest guy in the group still. Unbelievable. That with your landline and your fax machine too. Hey, I still have it. Don't be upset. You know. You... <laughs> but you're not the ugliest person in the group, so you have that going for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quit talking about Chris that way. <laughs> I was making fun of myself. Come on now. I wouldn't do that to Chris. He's my boy. You're my boy, Blue. Yeah. You may not be the prettiest, but you sure are the scariest. The guy that can cut in front of a line and no one will skip a beat and tell him. <laughs> <There's> a <self-checkout. laughs> hey, dude, there's a line here, bro. <laughs> yeah, no one said anything, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I guess this week, combined, we have decades of information security experience here, not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Before we start the show, we did not cover the answer to Glenn's riddle on last week's show. So here we have it. Glenn, why don't you read out the riddle again and then give us the answer? So here's the riddle. A person is born in 1975, lives 22 years, and dies in 1975. What's the answer? It's not the same person. Same person. I'll, I'll put it a different way, and I think once you hear it this way, it may make more sense. Cowboy rides in on Friday. 
stays two days and leaves on Friday. Same concept. Is a Friday of a different week? Nope. Still can't get this. No. I'm gonna. I have give, no I'm idea, give, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you one. One more chance here, Brian. Okay. That's it. You're gonna cheat. Okay. The horse's name is Friday. Ah. Get it? Rides in on Friday, stays two days, and leaves on Friday. Now, born in uh. 1975, lives 22 years, could have been born in room 1975. His name is 1975. Could be. <laughs> who's on first no. base? Yes, who's on first base? <laughs> but yeah, so maybe was literally born in 1975, lived for 22 years, and then died in room 1975 is the answer. Got it. Good one, Glenn. Stupid. I hate you. <laughs> I like time. I machine. barely. I barely got time that. Is the best answer. It was. I'm sticking with that. Which time machine? No. Yeah. Come on, guys. I told you it wasn't a time machine. He was unplugged from the Matrix. All right. For those of our listeners that did get that, kudos to you. Send us a message. We'll try and get you some kind of swag. I think we're we're on verge of ordering the USB condoms, if I'm not mistaken. We're just figuring out a sourcing issue right now. So sourcing and keep logo. Listening, listeners. Yeah, we might sourcing be going through logo. a rebranding, so stay tuned on that. One what? what? <laughs> hey, so real quick, I was on the uh, Cloudy with the Chance of Trust podcast, and uh, the podcaster that was interviewing me pam kubitowski she said want to know what pepcac was i told her she's like oh man this is like that whole like id10 type of thing right i was like yeah and and funny enough i think glenn actually wanted to call the podcast that and and i said no that's stupid nobody knows what the hell that means so apparently i'm the stupid one (laughs) (laughs) love you pam i still love you pam you're awesome (laughs) she is awesome she is awesome i'll I'll link through to your show once it's posted to brian if you want to hear brian over on a rival podcast one more programming note podcast app stitcher is permanently shutting down so if you listen to us through there you'll have to find us on one of their other platforms such as itunes spotify amazon or google Podcasts. Since we're doing two shows in one week, the stories this week will be less infosec focused, which may be a good thing if you're more to market towards the not more the less technical audience out there. This week we're going to talk about Mark Zuckerberg's latest app. Chat GPT is used to do good. For our third topic, a post office tracking scam. And we'll close with Prime Day Talk. For our first topic, Mark Zuckerberg has pulled off the ultimate zucking. He's known to steal ideas from other people and companies and integrate them into Facebook. To combat the app TikTok, Instagram released their Reels feature. To counter Nextdoor, the neighborhood social media app, Facebook released Facebook Neighborhoods. Now that never took off, but he at least tried to steal their idea. For everyone that's tired of Twitter's shenanigans, Zuck launched a text-only version of Instagram called Threads to directly compete with Twitter. You know who's not on the app Threads? The entire European Union and Elon (laughs) Musk, that's true. 
Instagram's data collection and privacy policies are so atrocious that it cannot pass the GDPR sniff test. Instagram Threads collects a wide range of data from users according to its app privacy blurb on the Apple App Store, including health information, purchase histories, financial data, location, contact list, search and browsing history, usage data, and a somewhat ominous category of data listed simply as, quote, sensitive info. Now, as we say on this podcast, if the app is free, you are the product. It's not for me. <laughs> it's true. If the app what? is free, it's not for me. Yeah, that rhymes. I like it. I like it. You know what's funny is when I look over the, I guess that what, let me start that over. Yeah, when I looked into that, the, the two that kind of stood out the most was the financial info. I'm like, how on earth do they even know anything? And then the sensitive category. I was like, wow, that's that's weird. When is it when is it capturing information? Like, does it know about my bowel movements? Like, that's that's cool. You know, go for it. But how are they doing that knowing, I guess that's my question, is like if you turn off cross-app tracking on an iPhone, do they still have access to that information? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're planning on it. Maybe just like when you're in the app, it's just always capturing as much as it can, whenever it can. But also, you know, Instagram threads, I'm sorry, uh, Facebook threads, that's also on an Android device, which has got tons of holes in it. And I'm sure it could reach in deep and pull out as much information as it wants. So funny you bring that up, Brian. The other population of users not on threads right now is Android. They only have an iOS app right now. Oh, Get I stand corrected. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's in quote soft launch right now, and even despite being in soft launch and only being available for a couple of days, they've already racked up thirty million registered users. And the huge benefit of using Facebook Threads is that you automatically get all of your Instagram followers; they all transfer over to Threads. So there's no need to tell everyone to follow you on a new platform, and that's a shortfall of apps like Blue Sky and Mastodon, like even me, like I, I post my Mastodon link in the show notes, you can follow me there. And my following there is just not what it is on Twitter and the other social media apps just because people have to opt in. But threads, everyone automatically switches over and follows you. I think the funniest part you guys? is... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh. please. I, was gonna say, I, thought, I didn't even know about Instagram, or I'm sorry, Facebook threads, and so I went to the trending section of Twitter where it was people posting about it. And then in every post is like, we checked it out for five minutes and left and came right back to Twitter. Like, <laughs> I'm leaving Twitter. And then they're like, I'm back. This, that, like, that was terrible. Like boomerang. <laughs> yeah. Just, just on that note, it's like, how many more, how much more are we just going to be like, oh, God, yet another social platform? I'm just like, I'm done. I'll be honest with you guys. I, I, I've basically shut down my Facebook account and the only thing i'm using is to communicate with some relatives uh on messenger and that's pretty much it and then ig only because you guys make me right but i'm pretty close to just stop 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 and not use social so these social accounts it just makes me angry i think i'm beyond my 30-day cleanse of ig and, and facebook which is yeah. pretty nice. And I, I still, I felt like maybe if I do keep it and just going to check it like once a month or something, I did feel like yeah. I was spending way too much time on there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no other places in you, those war TikTok videos, Brian. I know. I know. You just have to send it to me the old fashioned way. Carrier pigeon. Hey, you know, what's funny or interesting about 
next door which is kind of like i'm on next door and i love just to listen to and watch to you know hear people complain um i had no idea that facebook launched facebook neighborhoods but in 2005 when i was in a small town i was still living in uh the small town globe arizona and i had this idea um and I think MySpace was pretty popular. And I and I, I went to the Globe Miami Chamber of Commerce with this idea. And I said, it's going to be called the Globe Miami Front Door. And, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, the, no, the Front Porch. And it's going to be just a, a community site just for the people in the Globe Miami area. We can post news, share pictures, blah, blah, blah. You get your own personal email. And they were like, and, you know, I think I went in there. I told them, I was like, yeah, all in. It's probably going to cost you guys to pay me like probably like 10 grand to, to make this, pull this off. And they're like, there's, there's no way. Like we want nothing to do with this. And I get it. Like it was a small town. Like their, their whole thing was like, you know, something to do antique shops and whatnot. But it's funny. Like now when I see things like, uh, you know, the next door app, I'm like, Hey man, that was, that was kind of my idea back in the day. And then the same thing, um, when I was working for a car dealership, I was, I was, I pushed really hard to, take the, the the site online like there wasn't very many websites for for car dealerships period like there was for new but not like used car dealerships or dealerships in general and i, and I, I busted my ass to, to really get that taken off and i think it was about five years uh the owner came back to me like after i had left he's like man you were just too ahead of your time on this he's like the, 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 like nobody was ready for it but now like we're getting pushed we're you know there's uh, people want it and you have a more of a global reach with it, but we tried like whole like eBay motors and stuff. And yeah, it was a lot of fun, but you know, I had some, I had some false starts there back in the day. You just needed some VC backing. That's all you needed. Someone to believe yeah. in you. You had the ideas next door turned out to be a billion dollar company. So you missed out on that. I'm okay with that. I'm happy where I'm at right now. That's good. No, I'm it's not. like that. That's my gun. <laughs> you missed it. Missed the boat. <laughs> it's like that saying. <laughs> I rolled the dice and I got a five. Should I re-roll it again and try to get a six? No, I've never heard that saying, but I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. So you rolled a five, Brian. You could have rolled a six if you took your idea public, but I think you're happy with the five. As long as you keep rolling, that's all that matters. Rolled snake eyes. You know what? I want to say back in the day, I had no idea what even VC funding really was. Like, I like you have to understand. Like my my reach would have been. At best, in a town that had 8,000 people, it may have been like maybe 1,500 people probably would have used that app. Like no one even had high-speed internet. It was still dial-up. Like, it, like I just didn't ha- I didn't know what was out there. It's true. It young yeah. and dumb. The infrastructure wasn't in place. Like when you think about Webvan during the dot-com boom, that's basically DoorDash today. I or mean, Instacart. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. And those are billion-dollar companies. They're just too ahead of their time. Dude, I was at Fry's. When you say Instacart, like you can order uh, groceries and whatnot. I, I went through self-checkout. I told you guys this story. What I didn't tell you was I actually got a coupon. It was like order online and pick up and we will give you $75 off your $150 purchase. I'm like, that's like how, like, that's insane. So I'm going to use it. Yeah. yeah, that's actually pretty Yeah, cool. but they didn't tell you that the, the charge for that was the like $150. Yeah, <laughs> the fees. No, 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 like, yeah, no service fee or anything. It's just like, just use it once. We want to see what you okay. think about it. So that fries yeah, would be Kroger, Kroger company. Yeah, because I think I did that with like Taco Bell. I think you've heard me say that before. My dad wanted Taco Bell. I happened to be out of town. 
and like and the meal itself is like seven or eight bucks like a two ta- a taco a burrito and a drink and by the time it got delivered to his house i think he saw the bill and it was like 25 dollars. and my dad was furious with me that i had done that for him <laughs> yeah you're oh what we do for convenience chris knows yeah. all about that it's true. Yeah. true taco schmell there you go chris how often do you order taco bell not as often as you think. Basically, every time I order it, I send it to you guys in the group chat to annoy you guys. What? That's a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I've only gotten that's it, maybe. A, like, I was like, he got two small kids. I can't believe that order. It's like, holy cow. What is he ordering over there? Never met my daughter. She's She is a black hole of food. Like, food around her just disappears inexplicably. Oh, man, uh, I know we don't have time for this, but I'll, I'll share it with you guys anyway. So I, I was on a uh, call, the kind of a partner program for you know a very large company, and th- they were harping hard, like, please don't use, like, gender-specific nouns, pronouns? I have no pronouns, idea. Pronouns, like, uh, hey, pronouns, guys. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, no problem. Like, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Like, I don't ever do that. I just call people best friends, right? I get on the call. What do I do 10 times? I refer to them as guys. I'm like, why the hell did I just do this? Like, I couldn't. I'm like, is it just because they're a big company? Is it because they, they were harping so hard not to do it? And I felt, I felt I legit, like, is, you know, regardless of how I might feel about this, I did feel really bad that, like, you know, they, they asked me to on, on several different prep calls not to do it. And yet I was just firing left and right. Like, hey, guys. So, guys, I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I'm just sitting there. Vision, like, I, I think people could read it on my face, like, just how annoyed with myself that I was, but you know, whatever it happens. They were cool about it at the end of the day. Old habits die hard. But that's the thing. I don't do it anymore. Like I just don't, but for some reason they were just, they were harping on it. And I was like, all right, I won't do that. Does it 10 times. What the yeah. hell? The whole Oedipus thing, the harder you try to fight it, the more you meet your destiny. It's tough. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I, 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 I <clears throat> yeah, I, I find it hard. Just the, you know, the, and then adding those little things, and it's it's tough. Being on the I, podcast for the last two years has helped, but I'm still the same. It does help. I, I was asked to record some videos for some internal training, and I was like, "All right, no problems." I was I was working on like the lighting and stuff because it, it wasn't like a, a light board. Is this a five minute dialogue? So I get on there and I, I try it. The first time I do it, I, I, I run through. I hit record, knowing full well that this isn't going to be the one I send over, just because. Uh, wasn't sure if it's going to look appropriate. Go through it. No problem. Like it, like what I said was like spot on, no crutch words. Like it was delivered. I'm like, Oh, I just got to do that again. Fix the lighting, make sure my background, the green screens on go to do it. I think I recorded that same video 17 times yesterday. Cause I just kept screwing up left and right. I'm like, how is this? Like, I don't understand how I did it right the first time, but then every other time it just got exponentially worse. And I have more to do still. Just like the podcast, you keep going, you edit in post. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. I don't want to have to. I don't want anyone to have to edit in post, but it happens. Well, then stop swearing so much on the podcast, then, Brian. You don't know hey, how much time you, man. Chris spends editing our <laughs> podcast. Just audio in post, <laughs> not even video. How about you eat my with a spoon? <laughs> All right, for our second topic. <laughs> Uh, an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal. Some people have found a clever use for chat GPT. And one of the ethical arguments of AI is, is it going to take our jobs? Is it going to replace this industry or that industry? Is this ethical? Is it not? But I think there is 
one use of AI that 100% of people would agree is a good use of AI, and that is torturing telemarketers. So if you've ever gotten one of those annoying phone calls about your car's extended warranty or your student loan debt consolidation, uh, some guy out there, I can't remember his name, it's in the article that I'll link through, he developed a chatbot using ChatGPT's API. And basically what happens is he, when he gets a telemarketer call, he sends it to this chatbot. And with the advent of AI and large language models, it can not only develop a script, it can adapt to whatever the telemarketer is calling about, and it can synthesize voices as well. So this AI chatbot is actually speaking live to this, this telemarketer. And one of the examples they give in the article is somebody from a credit card consolidation company calls up and says, I'm from so-and-so credit card company. Uh, how many credit cards do you have? How much debt do you have? Would you like to consolidate at this new low rate? And then on the other side, it's the AI chatbot doing this whole thing that says, oh, yeah, I have five credit cards. Let me go get my wallet. And then he'll put them on hold for five minutes. And then pretend, <laughs> the, the bot will pretend to go get his wallet. And then it says, oh, yeah, I have a, a visa. I have a credit union card. And just waste their time. Like the whole point of this is to waste their time and to torture. Them. They're never going to get a sale out of it because they're talking to a, a chat bot. But it, it's just hilarious how people have adapted to this and you know, I say this is a good use of AI, and I think it's also on both sides too, because I think some of the telemarketers are also using AI and large language models to develop better scripts and to at least do the intro calls and get, get people hooked in and on the line before it switches to a live person. So this is going to be an arms race of the telemarketers versus the people that are trying to fight back uh, against Could the you imagine? These AI servers are just busy with high compute talking to each other the whole time. <laughs> that would be hilarious. You battle that AI versus AI. And who gets rich? Who, can NVIDIA. <laughs> who gets rich? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy, buy calls on NVIDIA. <laughs> yeah. I think it's brilliant. I love this. I'm at the, I don't get very many telemarketer calls, though. You don't? No. Maybe it's because I just sell. Oh, you know what? What is the. Uh... The Do Not Call Registry. So that. for everyone out there, Brian's number is 925. <laughs> <laughs> five, five, five. five. One, That's two, one two, thing three, that I think Obama did right, like the, the Do Not Call Registry. That stopped, though. I'm, I'm getting a lot of calls now. I don't know why. There's too many exceptions to it. So number one, if these call centers in India, they don't have to honor it. Because even if the FCC here or the FTC can slap a fine on them it's not enforceable in, in these foreign countries and then number two th there's they carved out huge exemptions from guess who you know political action committees are exempt from it charities are exempt from it they don't have to honor it so you can still get all these unsolicited calls even if you're on the registry have you ever fallen victim to that and like actually just gave in just like ah, oh, fine i'll listen to you you're like oh, this sounds like a worthy cause i'll donate i have the closest I ever got was somebody calling and it was a cause of like, all right, I maybe. And then I asked them if they're a you know, 501c tax exempt and like, no, I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't, I only donate to tax exempt organizations because if they're not tax exempt, that means they're for profit. God, the, the minute I hear the, like the pause handoff, I, I hang up. I do and that too. Tell. I do that too. And then my yeah. wife gets mad at me. She's like, it, it could be someone important. Give them a second. I'm like, no, someone takes more than three seconds to say hello. It's a robot dialing. Yeah. 
you, do you ever have you ever have people like you get on and you're like you're just bored you're taking your i got nothing to do for the rest of the morning or for part of the morning you just ended a call early and you go all right pitch me <laughs> no, sell man, me on something. i never have yeah. that much time on my hands that i can entertain a telemarketer <laughs> oh i would yeah i would just be like all right pitch me tell me what you got what are you trying to sell me so do so you got that for that, is that you tips like uh, for boiler room yeah, that's that's from Boiler Room. Yeah, that's well, exactly from Boiler Room. Don't pitch that. Never mind. I uh, I would do. <laughs> I know where Brian was going with that one. <laughs> Forever. No, during I think it was RSA. I did visit several booths, and I will say that I do get calls. I wouldn't call it telemarketing, but I do have like inside sales reps calling me. SDR right. calls. Yeah, but the, here's the wild part: if you want to get some wild ass swag moving forward next time you register for like black hat or something like that just put the the, the word chief in your name because the, the i would never historically i never got any type of uh you know wild offers maybe an email whatever mm-hmm. but now it's like hey uh, how would you like to have a custom pair of air force ones or come talk to us for 15 minutes watch this video or listen to this video and we'll we'll send you like a, a, an Xbox One, right? Like it's like the the, uh-huh. the things that they're giving away are insane, like Ray Bans. Although I don't know how much Ray Bans are, I think they're a lot. But uh, yeah, just kind of I'm yeah. like, and I'm I, and I'll sometimes I'll even talk. I'm like, dude, I'm not your guy. Like I I can't. I have zero budget. I don't really, like I, no one reports to me. And he's like, I know. Just do it, man. We'll hook you up. We'll give you this. I'm like, Jesus, man, chill out. Well, little that, D, little D, trying to get their quota. Yeah, yeah, they're, just, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just trying to hit a number. They're, they're trying to get a warm body to a meeting. Yeah. yeah it's but a game. There's that Somebody lowbrow would take advantage of that, for sure. Is it Char- I think it was Charlie Munger. He says something along the lines of, show me the incentives and I'll show you the outcomes. And that's exactly it. If you want SDRs to book meetings, then give free Xboxes. They'll book meetings. They won't be good meetings, but they'll book meetings. And then you, then you change the quote a little bit. It has to be an opportunity or it has to be a cold call that turns into an opportunity then yeah but i think you see where i'm going with that yeah absolutely but that's a good call next rsa i'm going to register as the chief security officer of pebcac industries there you go there you go i think i'll do the same get an xbox and air force ones i'll wear it on the show like i'll wear all the free swag on the show that'd, that'd be funny hey black hats come up should we try it I already let's, registered, let's... so I, it's too late for me. What? I haven't registered. Yet, I think so you can still probably go in there and change your profile name on it at least. Yeah. Yeah. Just C dash something. C F U. And it's not that far fetched either because there's so many. Like we have Chief HR Officer now. We have Chief Digital Officer. You can make your own, your own chief titles. These things didn't exist five years ago. I think we're on to something here. Chief all-around good guy. There you go. All right, for our third topic, some research from a company called Overt Operator, and it was picked up by Malwarebytes, and they did a pretty good blog write-up for this. It relates to a topic we talked about last week about various text message scams, but it actually takes it a little bit further, and this is for that missing package-type scam. There's a threat actor out there that has hijacked search engine. Like they, they've done, uh, they've taken out ads on, S- on search engines like Google and Bing and, and the like. And they 
use the word USPS tracking. So that for in here in the US, that's the United States Postal Service. So when you type in USPS tracking, because that's pretty popular, you get a tracking number. I don't know how to use this. I search for how to use the tracking. And then the first sponsored ad, it actually looks really legitimate. It says HTTPS colon slash slash www.usps.com. And the way they get away with that is they show a static image of the correct URL. So that's number, the first thing to do is, is pretty clever. It looks really, really convincing. But when you actually click on it, it takes you to a, a phishing domain. But let's say that you fall for it or somebody falls for it. Nobody listening to the show would ever fall for that for sure. But if somebody knows someone that falls for this, it takes you to the USPS page. You type in any tracking number. And it says, oh, we, we can't deliver this package because you owe us a service fee. And the service fee is nominal, like $0.35, cents, $0.50. Cents, and it's a pretty low bar to get people to click through. So it says, okay, fine. I'll pay the $0.50 cents to deliver it. So then I enter my credit card information. You probably, you may or may not get charged the $0.50, cents, but now the threat actor has your full credit card number and your name, address, and all those details. Now they take it even a step further. They can actually parse the credit card number and figure out which bank issued it. So if I have a Chase credit card, if I have a Bank of America credit card, it will actually take you to the next step and say, oh, you know, this is a Bank of America credit card. We're going to implement additional verification. Please log in to your Bank of America <laughs> account. So then they fish your banking credentials that way. And it's actually really convincing because when I buy things using my Visa card, Sometimes it does take me to either my issuing bank or it takes me to verified by Visa and it says, you know, enter this additional information or we're going to send you a 2FA code. So it's legitimate that a bank might have to verify a transaction, but I thought it was really clever and the sites in question now have been taken down as, as phishing sites, but that doesn't mean it's, it's gone forever. It's going to just pop up under a new domain. So freaking brilliant, but like, again, they're just banking on stupid people. I, I think I've done a great job of educating everyone in my family that we don't click on sponsor links ever. Like we're not dumb. Heck, I think even if you try in my house, it gets blocked. Yeah. You have the ad block at the, the pie hole level, the DNS level. No, I, I, I'm doing it with Zscar, but yeah, I'm blocking any like Google ad services. So it just doesn't, the, the link just doesn't render. That's a good call. And, and the other thing is uh, install an ad blocker. Like you block origins, a really mm. good one. And I think at one point, I think even the US FBI was recommending, even on federal agency computers, everyone should install an ad block to stop things exactly like this from happening. I, I think that, that goes down to that goes down to just good hygiene, right? Like what should we do as a list of things, like top five, ten things that people should do just to protect themselves. Well, for mobile, we talked a little bit about it last week, yeah, I think, for, right. for your mobile phone, but if, if you can, I, I highly recommend installing that blocker. And it it's a little pet peeve of mine when I'm I'm on like an internal company call and somebody shares a screen and it's filled with ads. Like it literally hurts my eyes to look at ads now because I've been using Brave and Ublock Origin for so long. <laughs> and there's just like these flashing banners. You're the 10,000th visitor. Click here for your prize. Like I can I visually, physically cannot look at this this ad. It makes you sick. Poor, poor Chris. First world problem for sure. Have you not that you guys would ever do this, but obviously you're paying money to be the top result, right? You know, you know that there's services out there that will basically go click those links and, and drain their funds on purpose. Yes, I'm yeah. aware of that. 
<laughs> yeah, because every every click costs costs money. It's pay per click. Yeah, so they they'll just unload a bandwagon of uh, of bots that are out there to click on those things. So, but that was pretty clever. I've actually seen it in action where it it was the top result and then it's just gone. But man, like there there's some terms that we use uh, internally that like you're like seven or eight links deep before you find something that's organic. Yeah, and the other thing that some of these threat actors do out there is they they just steal other people's accounts. They steal someone else's AdWords accounts. Even if you're draining their account, you're draining some innocent <laughs> poor victim out there that had weak passwords. But always go to the website. If you want to use USPS tracking, don't search for the term. Just go straight to the website, usps.com. It's not too hard to remember. And then be very, very careful of any sponsored results. And install an ad blocker. Easy peasy. Sounds like it, right? But you see, surprised at how many people don't do that, though. That's the thing. And a pie hole. And a cloud proxy. And a enterprise browser. That, what else we got? But that's... But that's... that. I, I, I think that's the problem, right? Like, we in it, that that work in this environment understand that. It's what... What does the average person that doesn't know that, right? Like, my wife, your your mom, grandma. Like, how do we help them? We got to teach them that, like, it just takes time to educate. Like, my, my stepdad, he's like, hey, is this email legit? And sure enough, it really was from Chase Bank or something and telling him to, you know, they had seen his uh, email address and password on the dark web. And so he's like, mm-hmm. I got to come through here and, and, uh, and change my password. I was like, all right, so, you know, this is what we do. And so I'm like, what's your current password? You need to log in. He's like, oh, let me open, open up the, na- the notes app, right? And then I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And then it's like the password's like, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, Muggsy12345 exclamation mark. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, hey, it's, uh, what's your password for iCloud? He's like, oh, it's probably the same password. I'm like, oh, this is, oh, you're, God. Just, <laughs> you're just waiting. You're waiting for a moment to be raped over the coals. Yeah for our last topic and it'll be a rotating topic every week this week we're going to talk about the return of prime day i think by the time this show airs it'll actually have already passed but we're recording this before prime day and this is amazon's annual sale where we buy tiwu things we never use what's on your prime day list this year i'll let you go first chris i'm curious yeah the top of my list is an espresso maker for the new house. And I have my eye on a very specific model. I just want to see if it might go on sale this year. It usually doesn't. Costco sometimes has it on sale, but I don't think they... Uh, is it the one that does its own grind as well? It grinds the coffee yeah. and then, and then yeah. auto... It's got to be an all-in-one. So I actually visited yeah. Guy, and Guy has this espresso machine, and I was jealous of it. But I already, this I already have like my This is like $5,000, though. <laughs> this is really expensive. <laughs> It's worth it, Glenn. It's worth it. Just think of how many trips I don't take to Starbucks when I make my own coffee at home. So here's the realization. There's a lot of trips, that. man. <laughs> I, I just come to the realization. I could buy the most expensive machine and it could like pour gold out of it, that coffee that I love. But I'm still going to go to a coffee store to go drink coffee and hang out over there because... I think it's just part of my persona. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go. It's like, how many of you guys buy groceries every week and then eat out i know i do i waste a lot of food so i don't like cooking coffee shop's an experience so if you go there for that and to 
uh, have people comment on your shoes, then if that's your thing, then more power to you. Well, I, I like noise. I like I like to go to coffee shops in the morning. I like the noise. I get settled in. I look at my email, kind of plan my day, get things going. If if a friend comes by, then we chat for you know a couple minutes, and then I kind of leave. Uh, here in Vacaville, which is really nice, there's a couple areas where you can charge your car for free. Um, so you know, while the hour, two hours that I'm sitting there, you know, kind of getting my day started at seven o'clock in the morning, um, get a free charge at the same time. Wow, so, that sounds so horrible. I don't understand why you want to do rough. that. It's rough. It's rough. So two things. What? One, if you're paying for the coffee, it's not free charging. It's the cost of the coffee. <laughs> and then number two, if you like background noise, I think we talked about it before, but Spotify, if you look for background noise or coffee shop on Spotify, they actually have a playlist that you can have that plays background <laughs> noise for you. Maybe I'm just a social person that wants to be outside and watch people interact. So, I think you are, man. I yeah, think I, I think am. So. I say that like like you're like you're a weirdo, but I every morning I go to the gym, right? So maybe that's my social noise and seeing people and whatnot. Could so. be. Yeah. Join spin classes, Brian. Yeah. So just just the coffee machine. If we're back on track again, yeah. on topic. So that's just the coffee machine. Yeah, it's doubtful it's going to go on sale. Like if I want a coffee machine, I'm sure I could find one, but I'm looking for a very very specific one and may or may not go on on sale. I recently bought a Steam Deck, and that's a portable gaming device. That was a gift to myself. I rarely actually buy gifts for myself, so this is one thing I splurged on. And it was only because it's on Steam Summer Sale. I, I would never pay full price for this thing. So maybe stuff for that, maybe like a protective case or something. I'll keep an eye out for that. I actually I recently bought a new Kindle. So my old Kindle Paperwhite, I've had it for seven years now. It finally... It sort of died. There was like a line across the screen that wouldn't go away. And then the Wi-Fi would never hold. Uh, no matter, you know, a factory reset, it, the Wi-Fi, I think, just died on it. So I, I bought a new Kindle. And here's a tip. So I have these old Fire Stick devices that are probably also seven years old. You could trade that in. You get 20% off the price of a new Kindle. And I think I got like five bucks for it, too. And then I bought the Kindle for Kids Edition. And it's it's around the same price or it's maybe just slightly more but the kindle for kids edition has a few benefits so one you get a free case with it two you get a i think it's a two-year no questions asked warranty even if you drop it and break it you drop it in a swimming pool and it breaks you send it back to them for two years no questions asked they'll send you a brand new one and number three the biggest benefit of the kids edition is no ads so it's, there's no ads on the the kids edition of the kindle and then once i got it i switched it out of kids mode put it in adult mode and you'll never know the difference what, what's mm. the difference? I've got to ask. What's the difference between adult mode and kids mode? It's just no ads. It it's no, but it ends up getting ads if he no. takes it into adult mode. No, no. Even in adult mode, it, it doesn't. So the device is 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 a kids device, so it'll never have ads. But the kids part, you can set screen time of how much time they can use it, and then there's a rating restriction too that you can only read okay. kids books on it. So when you're in adult mode, it's just like any other Kindle, just no ads and a free case. So this goes down to Chris's frugality here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but I'm still shocked that he has a Kindle because I know he also has an iPad. Um, it's different. So, like uh, if you take it to the beach, you can't read an iPad at the beach. Like it has anything that's backlit in direct sunlight is is hard to look at. So that that's why I don't know I, about I like you. The, the last thing I want to do is read at the beach. Yeah. I go, there's this I thing go called the, the water. Ocean. 
<laughs> yeah, the water. <laughs> Reading by the pool. Uh, Reading in your sand? backyard. Take your pick. Uh, yeah. Well, both of your yeah. backyards have pools, so that's synonymous. But unlike you guys, I don't have a pool in my backyard. So if I read in my backyard, I need something that's not backlit. Hey, here's I, I an like idea, Father light, of the Year. So. How about you watch your kids yeah. around water, you loser? Yeah. <laughs> God damn, man. <laughs> Just kidding, Chris. I know your wife takes yeah. care of the kids while you sunbathe. Nice. And the only thing I'm uh, looking for is actually an Audible promo. I've taken a page out of Glenn's book, and I've, I've, I'm consuming about two books a month on Audible. So if there's a promo for like three months free or three months for the price of one, I'll probably pick that up. God, you just you really tried just for the first three months free, knowing that you're gonna get it eventually. That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I'm looking for some some small things. Uh, you know, I, I like the the switches still, so I'm looking for some outdoor Alexa or you know some smart plugs, so that way I can turn lights on without having to go over there and you know turn stuff off and on. And you can uh, automate it yeah. too. You can say turn on like an hour after sunset or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the the stuff. And looking for a couple more cameras, more ring cameras to put around the house. Um, But yeah, I I got my pool vacuum last year, but wasn't, I think it was right before, right after uh, Prime Day because it really didn't go off on on price. But uh, yeah, and I'm looking for like one of those studio lights. Have you seen those? Like those ring ring lights? The ring light, yeah. Yeah, the, the selfie lights. But I'm looking for a selfie bar now. I think it's made by Blue... Blue, um, the company Blue that does the same makes the for Yeti. our microphone, yeah. makes the Yeti microphone. Yeah. Um, just simply because I don't think I have enough lighting yet sometimes in my office. So I think being able to highlight my, my cheekbones is going to be a lot nicer. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> you got to be careful handsome. about That's if right. you buy into the ring ecosystem. There was a story. I, I'll probably link uh-huh. through it here. There's a story of a guy that had ring all around his house, cameras, smart locks, the, the works. And there was an Amazon driver that thought he heard a racial slur come out of one of the ring doorbells. Like the the he thought mm-hmm. the, the delivery driver thought the owner was saying racial slurs at him. And Amazon like cut off his in, entire access. They, they shut down his Amazon account, shut no down his way. ring account. He could not get into his house because everything's smart. He he doesn't carry a physical key with uh-huh. him. For like a couple of days, this guy was just locked out of his house because. Amazon thought he said a racial slur to him and they played it back and there was like, yeah, the guy wasn't even home at that time and he wasn't connected to the app at that time. So just be careful with the ring ecosystem because they could literally cut you off at any time. I, 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 yeah, you're probably right. That's probably any ecosystem in general, but I don't have that full automation set up. Just cameras, right? That's yeah. all I'm trying to do. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I'm, I'm, so we have uh, some of the ring ecosystem in the old house as well. And the, the doorbell sits facing the, the like Western facing. So that thing is like dying. Like we've had it for, for a while. Like it's uh, the, the, the Arizona sun is beating it down. So I'm, I'm going to probably look to replace that. I wonder if you get like a sunshade or something for it. They make that. Yeah. And then it just doesn't show you people mocking <laughs> up. Yeah. That'd be great. <clears throat> uh, and it's physically, it's like the button, like he's like, it cracked and it's fell off. Like, so, but the, the camera still actually works. It's surprised me because it gets, it gets freaking hot. Uh, that, uh, you know, I love ubiquity. So I'll probably look around and see if anything goes, goes on sale there just to spend money, I guess. Right. I, I, I like them. So I think they're pretty cool. Uh, the other one is <clears throat> Nintendo's releasing a game 
in I think October or November of this year, and my wife and I and the kids we love Super Mario Brothers. So we don't currently we don't have a Switch, but the, this new game's coming out, and it's called Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which is like the old school way of like of playing Mario. Uh, anyway, so long story short, I don't own a Switch, but I'm probably gonna buy a Switch and some controllers that way when the game comes out you can you know buy it real quick and then go back and have some family fun nights so what you're saying is you're going to spend 500 dollars to play a 30 year old game well so watch the clip of it i mean it's (laughs) i know it's 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 a new version of the game but yeah yeah still a lot of fun though we're when it comes to mario like we're super competitive so we'll get like four controllers and go there and try to beat the game as fast as fast as possible that's good. Do a speed run. I remember when I had the original Xbox and I hacked it so I could play NES games on it. And someone said, you know, congratulations, you bought a cutting-edge gaming system <laughs> just to play 30-year-old games. It's true. I remember when the Xbox first came out, I'm like, it's got to be Windows, right? We can hack this thing. No, nope, it wasn't running Windows. X- Xbox OS. Yep. And that's Close. It. it was running. It was running Windows ninety five. You just didn't know it. <laughs> you just reskinned it. Yeah. Continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, Glenn is up. All right. I was sitting in the backyard with my wife when I suddenly blurted, "I love you," and she kind of looks at me and she says, "Is that you or the beer talking?" And I said, it's me talking to the beer. <laughs> I feel like that was a real thing. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> All right, to wrap things up, Threads is trying to kill Twitter. ChatGPT is being used to torture telemarketers, and that's a good thing. Beware of post office package delivery scams and spend wisely on Prime Day. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pepcat Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who raised five stars in the iTunes store on Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pepcat Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app, which is no longer Stitcher, so find us on one of the other ones. For my co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. Bye, Felicia. Happy Prime Day, everyone. Nice day.